Well, we've uh, opened up a book last week called The Old Time Gospel. That's money from heaven right there. It's right there. I see it. There's a quarter. But um, we opened up a book on the Old Time Gospel last week. And what my intent is through this is, first and foremost, is that God is able to speak to you. Second is that I want you to understand what it is the gospel brings to us and gives us today. Um, we call it the old time gospel and so be it, whatever. Um, I'm not going to look down on it and uh, I definitely won't talk bad about it, leave it alone. It got me where I am today and uh, the problem with the old time gospel is we think that it aged. That's why we call it the old time gospel. We think somewhere along the lines as human and mankind would perceive it anyway is they could always add to something to make it better. You know there's probably multiple patents on several different things out there and the patent is because somebody decided to change one idea or another and made it better, supposedly. So I think that along the lines of church and Christianity, pastors, I'm laying myself right on the altar, have felt somewhere that they have been able to add to the gospel in such a way that it would influence mankind to come to the cross. There's a problem with that because if I can influence you to come, I can influence you to leave. But if God who calls you and the Bible says that no one comes to the Father lest the Spirit draw him, if anybody else draws you to the Father, rest assured it's probably not going to stick very long because you can't come to him on your own accord. Boy, I love it. See, I love it when I get to challenge religion. Because religion wants to do it a different way. Oh, you got to come up here and you got to saw at the altar. And I got to smack you in the back of the head. I mean, everything's got to happen at the altar. And if you're not crying, you ain't saved. If you ain't up there 15 minutes, you ain't saved. The old time gospel. The old time gospel. So we started adding to it. Reminds me a lot of the Pharisees adding to the law so that they could look down on you. The old time gospel. One that we didn't think was good enough. So we began to add to it. Boy, don't you know that the churches would be plumb empty? Going out and meeting Ezekiel. And him opening up a scroll at sunrise. And read that thing until sunset. You didn't have no lights and mirrors and smoke. There wasn't no jumping up and down. wasn't no drinking coffee. Uh-oh. There wasn't no lounging. wasn't no cushion in the chair because you stood. 
Sir, I got bad knees. Stand up. <laughs> Could you imagine? But we added to that. We've given you cushion chairs and light and air condition. We've done it all for you. We, we've laid all kinds of things out there in hopes that it was going to influence the bodies to come to know the Lord. Well, look around. How much has it influenced? <laughs> the old time gospel. One that tells us that there's only one way. Oh, we give many, but there's only one way. The old time gospel that says that it come through one man. But we think we have to have. See, I say this and I might hurt somebody's feelings, but it's going to be okay. We, we got to have televised meetings and televised evangelists. And it's not a revival unless it's aired across the airways. The old time gospel. One that took a tree. Well, could, you'd have never thought about that in a million years. A tree, a man, and blood. You'd have never thought about that. You, you, couldn't, you, couldn't, have dug a, you couldn't have dug that process and, and that ingredient together. And said, here's the old time gospel. You couldn't have done that. Because we still today are offended by the thoughts of a man having to die on a tree for the remissions of sin. We're offended by that. That's why in the church you don't hear much about the old time gospel anymore. You hear about the new gospel. Because we thought some way in, in the change, this is not even in the notes, but we thought some way in the change of the Old Testament to the New Testament, that we have foregone the Old Testament and that no longer has anything to do with us. So we move to the New Testament and with the New Testament it brought grace and the Old Testament brought law. So we don't live by law now, we live by grace. I got news for you. He didn't come to abolish the law. What's that tell me? The same thing it should tell you. The laws are still valid. But that's not the way I want to live my Christian life. I don't want to have to be told that I have to. See, that's the part with humility. If we can't come to God on our face, we ain't coming to God. If you're not reaching out to the Father in heaven... As he is the creator and he is God, you can't come to him. We talked about it Wednesday night. When you come to him, you know that he is. Y'all should have been here Wednesday night. Somehow or another, we are finding a way to add to the gospel. That scares me because Revelation talks about don't take away or add to. But we're adding to the gospel. We, we want to make it in such a way of flattery and I 
hear people all the time, you know, they talk about come as you are. Yes, absolutely. Come as you are. Because you, you can't change yourself to a certain degree to present yourself to God. That's only done by way of the cross. But come as you are doesn't mean stay as you are. Oh man, if you come on, if you had a real, if you had a real intimate time with Jesus, you can't stay the same. There's things in your life that would make you want to vomit. When you can go and do sin and not have any guilt of that sin, my friend, I got a question whether or not your relationship with Christ is what it is or what you say it is. The Holy Spirit does not allow you to walk in such a manner that is ungodly without bringing to your attention the old-time gospel. We don't like to hear the old-time gospel. The old-time gospel convicts a man. The old-time gospel will change a man. The old-time gospel. I'm not going to preach hellfire and damnation to you. It's not where I'm going. I just want you to understand that the old-time gospel has always been and always will be the same, no matter who speaks it. Your salvation was brought through one man by one means. And that was Jesus on the cross. And that wasn't, that wasn't a fourth down play on God's behalf. God put that in the playbook before he invented football. Because he said that, that Christ was crucified when? The foundations of the earth, right? This didn't catch God by surprise. It didn't catch God that Adam was going to fail. It didn't catch God by surprise that you were going to be just mean and ugly today. Not ugly in appearance, just ugly in your attitude. How many of you know your attitude can make you ugly in appearance? Never mind. All right. Now that I've brought you where we are, let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. Starting at verse number 18 through 20. Tommy, I'm going to throw a, a, a quick roadblock in here, but you don't have to go there. You don't have to try to fumble through it. It's just come to me during praise and worship. So, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17, or verse 18. I want to start there, then we'll come back. Or oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'll give you a roadblock in a minute. Let's start here. Knowing, knowing the ability to retain knowledge, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. It was kind of funny to me that I seen why couldn't we have said anything other than like silver or gold? Why, did, why couldn't we have said anything else? Sheeps or goats or 
I mean, because that's really what we're talking about, right, is the, the sacrifice and the blood of lambs and, and goats and bullocks and, the, and the, the perfect lamb of Christ. I mean, that's the comparison. But why are we talking now that you weren't bought with corruptible things such as silver and gold? How, how about we just interview this for a minute and just look at it? Because when we talk about the silver and gold, silver and gold was what was used to buy slaves and redeem slaves. But here, the thing about the silver and gold, they never put so much of a price on slaves. A slave wasn't worth all that. They would buy them with this actual meaning comes down and says a little bit of silver and a little bit of gold. A little bit. They didn't put any type of big thing on a slave. They said, you're worth nothing. Why do I have to pay so much for something so less? And then it brought me to Christ and how much that he thought we were worth. And how he purchased you and I. I mean, y'all remember the 30 pieces of silver, right? That's about what it cost for a slave. But Jesus thought so much of you that he was going to put a price on your head that no man could ever cover but him. I'm thankful that God didn't buy me with silver and gold. That would decrease, as the Bible would say, in value. Like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ... As a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundations of the world. But was manifest in these last times for you. He had already been crucified. It was just made manifest to you and I. Let's talk a little bit about the blood. Because that's what it all hinges on. Because the blood of goats and bulls didn't have any effect. If it had any effect at all, they wouldn't have had to repeat it. But once a year... They would have to take these animals to the temple and sacrifice these animals for the remission of your sin. Well, could you imagine having a right relationship with Christ, doing something wrong in January, and having to wait until December to find out if it's going to be forgiven or not? Huh? Hey, look, if you go another day with no worries on it, you've got a problem. But when you do something wrong, 
your spirit, man, if you've been feeding your spirit, if you're living by the spirit and walking by the spirit, your spirit, man, will instantaneously tell you what you said was wrong, what you done was wrong. You need to check it. And I'm not telling you to get religious on me now and go back to the altar again and ask God to come into your life. That's religion. <laughs> Boy, if you only knew how many people would sit in here that aren't as holy as you thought they appeared to be. Because everybody in here at your best day, you're still a filthy rag. I'm preaching to the preacher. That's why I don't like you putting me on a pedestal nowhere. Because there's going to be a day you're going to see me fall. There's going to be a day you're going to hear me say the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. You're going to see it and then you're going to go, and he's our pet. Yes. I'm just, I was just the guy crazy enough to answer a call. I said, sure, why not? I'll go. Take me out of a tree in the middle of deer season. I'm fine with it. I was the only one crazy enough to accept the call. So now here I am. I'm, I'm wretched just like you. I'm not perfect, just like you. I don't have it all together, just like you. But there's one thing that we all should have in common, and it's a common denominator, and it's called the blood. And until we can get out of our religiosity and walk into a relationship and understand the efficiency of his blood, we'll struggle for the rest of our life. Thank God for his blood. I'm covered in the blood. I don't, I don't care how you see me. I don't care what you think of me. I'm covered in the blood. I may not be perfect, but I'm covered in the blood. That's why he didn't hang me on the cross, because I wouldn't have done you any good. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, thanks, you ain't God. <laughs> but how many of us walk through our life and we constantly just can... We, we, we do things just out of habit almost because we keep allowing ourselves to do and redo and redo because we don't understand the power in the blood. Can I take you back for a moment? There was a time that this man was led to a garden. This man was Jesus. Just so I can keep you up today. Don't want to lose you nowhere in it because we are talking about Jesus. But this man, Jesus, ended up being led to a garden, Garden of Gethsemane. This is where Jesus basically laid down himself. See, a lot of people thought that Jesus died only on the cross, but I have always been one to say that Jesus died well before that. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. You're a sacrifice. That's the only holy and acceptable thing. is to be a sacrifice. Sacrifice includes death. 
he died in Gethsemane. Because that's where he, he tried to pass, even, <laughs> I won't say that he wasn't perfect, but I'm telling you, he questioned daddy. He said, if there's any way that this can pass, read your Bible. But not my will. See, Adam, Adam surrendered to his will in the garden. He took up the fruit. Because his wife seduced him. But why are you looking at me like that? Why did you just why did you just look at me like that? She enticed him. He knew better. He should have never done that. Sin would never have come about if Adam would have rejected the fruit. Unity is important. You better get on page. You, you men, y'all better grab your women and tell them they better get on page. Right? Don't get in trouble this morning because she ain't in here. Because she'll listen to it later. But Adam surrendered to himself in the garden, which brought sin. And the first thing, man, I could go so deep into this thing. I mean, Adam plucked from a source. And that thing that was plucked from the source was dying. And he took the thing which was dying to try to continue his life. Didn't it just like us? We'll take the things in our life that are constantly dying and we wrap our arms around it in hoping that it's going to save us. Thank you, Adam, buddy, friend, got a lot to talk about. You want to go fishing? Moses, <laughs> never mind. Where Adam fell to himself, Jesus fell to God. The blood was brought to Adam in the garden, Remember? The lamb, the first sign of blood. Jesus goes into Gethsemane, and while he's there, he begins to pray. Under so much stress and agony, the Bible says he begins to sweat drops of blood. He leaves the Garden of Gethsemane while being beaten by the Roman soldiers. All the way to where he would stand trial. This is like a 15-hour transaction. See, some of you can't even sit for one hour to buy a car. That's a hard transaction in and of itself. Some of you said, boy, I wish it only took an hour. This was a 15-hour, give or take, plus or minus, transaction to buy you 
Boy, you must have been worth it. We can't sit in church for an hour. And he was willing to go through hell for an hour. Plus 14. But being beaten on the way down and he gets there and now he's got to stand trial. He's being mocked and he's being ridiculed and they're pulling his beard. They're beating him in the face. The Bible says they beat him beyond recognition. Don't, listen, don't lose me. Not now. Because this was done for you. Don't you dare just look at this as a sermon. I want to talk to you about the old time gospel. And one of the precious facets of that gospel is the blood of a man that thought so highly of you that he would walk through this for you. After being bit, beaten and scorned and now he's found guilty. They're going to press the crown of thorns on his head. The crown of thorns being the curse. Because see, it was the curse in the garden. Thorns begin to grow. It was, it was a foreshadow with Abraham. When the ram was caught up in the thorns. That was a picture of Christ having thorns. He bled for you. He bled for you. They would take him from there and lean him over a post, but I still see the picture of him bowing over the post. I still see that picture, and I see it so vividly. I don't think that he fell over a post. I don't think a man could beat God down. I think it was another symbolism laid in the truth of Scripture waiting for someone to mine it. And I see him being beat, pinned to the post. Wood representing mankind, Jesus representing supernatural. And he said, I'll take the beating for mankind. I see, I see Jesus. See, I wish I could have helped him with that with that movie, The Passion. Because I, I see Jesus kneeling down and wrapping himself over the post, saying, I'll take that one for him. I'll take that one for her. Being ripped open, torn apart, blood again. For you. Down an old cobblestone street being drugged up underneath the weight of a cross beam. And as he's walking, they call out to somebody else just to help. Would you have done that? Or Jude said, I'm too busy. I got things to do today. I've already had plans. Sorry, we had this on the calendar since January. 
But every step that he would take down the cobblestone, there would be a drop of blood for him. A drop of blood for You do know the blood speaks, right? Did I take you back to Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel? When God said, I still hear. The blood, oh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So there was speech already there. See, when God breathed into Adam in the garden, I know, just hang with me. When God breathed into Adam, God didn't just breathe breath. He said the breath of life. What is life in your body? Anybody? Are you Now we're getting it. Woo, Jesus, we're going to do this thing today. Might throw wet. He breathed life into Adam. He breathed the gospel. The gospel brings life. Eternal life. Adam arises and Adam walks with the breath of God in him. With the word in his blood. Come on, can you gather some of this? Do you know how much God thought of you? He thought of you enough to put his son in you. And the whole time that Jesus, we're back to the cobblestone street. And the whole time Jesus walking, the blood's talking. <laughs> Coming against your your adversary, the accuser of the brethren. Jesus' blood was dropping, and he was talking. Not for her. Not for him. You can't say that about him. You can't see you ain't with me yet. Blood talking all the way to the cross. He gets to the cross, and they nail his hands. Y'all do remember it's for you. Nail his hands. Bled again. Nail his feet. Yet again to bleed. For you. He bled in the garden from his brow, from the sweat and the pores of his face. He bled, he, the blood brought healing, healing for your mind. If you're thinking that you're less than, you're not. You should be able to look into a mirror and say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You should be able to walk around and say, I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. He bled for the healing of your mind. Bled in his hands. Whatever my hands touch will prosper. He bled in his feet. That wherever my feet trod, 
David said something like this, that he took the fear from my sight and the fall from my feet. Don't walk by sight. Walk by faith. It's the blood. It's only the blood. There was a time in history, which was a true account, where they built the tabernacle. And when they built it, it was like 22,000 bulls, heifers, cattle. 22,000. And 122,000 lambs and doves. That's 144, I guess, thousand of animals that were crucified, that were sacrificed. Just hang on. At the dedication of the temple. They, they talk sometimes that the priest would be walking in blood knee deep. Come on, church. But yet it wasn't effective enough. They had to come back every year. Every year to offer a sacrifice for their remission of sins. Every year. They dedicated the temple. <laughs> they dedicated the temple to make the temple holy. That God might dwell in the temple. Jesus bled and died on the cross for the dedication of you. You are the temple now. Now you are holy. Now he abides in you. It's all because of the blood. It took the blood. How we forget. He Do you understand me, church? He chose you out of eternity. And said, I will die for you. Not just die, take a bullet. Can I ask you a question? Just a heart checker. This is just a heart checker. If someone was to come in to put you through 15 hours of pure torture and torment, and persecution, and hell for you to renounce Jesus, would you make it? Dear God in heaven, he made it for us. Could you make it? Come on, big old man that you are. Tough woman that you are. I mean, can't you, couldn't you make it? 15 hours? 
Man, we would we'd be wanting a cheeseburger break, a Dairy Queen stop. We'd be wanting something. We'd have to have something. Now you know why you wasn't chosen. Because you wouldn't have made it. If you was honest with yourself right there. If you, were on, if you were honest with yourself right there on that heart checker. You're going to go. You're going to have a doubt in your mind. God, I don't think I can make that. Look. Okay, for the holier than thou's. The ones that just put your white robes on when I said that. We turn our back on Christ for less. Yes, you do. It's the blood, baby. Man, if I could sing. What did wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood, baby. My God, we have taken the old-time gospel and we've replaced it with flattery speech. Just do the best you can. Still ain't going to get you to heaven. Oh. Do you know how the blood spoke? Do you know how powerful the blood was? Jesus died and was buried. I don't even know why I put a note on a piece of paper this morning. And when he was buried, do you know that Father already foreordained him to have a revival? <laughs> See, you hurt my feelings. I don't even want to preach. God crucifies his son on the cross and he goes and has a three-day revival. Yes, oh, yes, he did. Can you imagine him going to Abraham's bosom? Y'all remember the story. I just see Jesus walking in. Boy, he didn't take no notes. <laughs> walking in, that was a bad dude. I done told you. Walk right on up into Abraham's bosom and begin to speak. Come on, there's scripture. I'll take you to one. Maybe. Yeah, let me take you to 1 Peter 4, 6. I'll give you that one. 1 Peter 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4. Yeah, verse 6. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead. That they might be judged according to men in the flesh 
but live according to God in the Spirit. Here, I'll give you another one. Just while I'm at it. Ephesians. See, I can still find it in the real Bible, too. Ephesians 4 9. I don't have to Google it all. Now, this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens that all might feel, that he might feel all things. I can't believe this man. Fifteen hours of torment. Hang from a tree until he dies. And then says, well, time to preach. And went to the bosom of Abraham. Oh, that's where it got good. See, y'all remember, right? I told you this was not a parable that is spoken of in the Bible about the rich man and the lame man. This isn't a parable. This was an account because the account actually referenced names. So parable is out the window at that point. Jesus, going into this bosom of Abraham, and I can see, I can see him. Man, he's preaching about the blood. Man, he broke it down. He got real fancy on him, going up to Adam. I can see it now. You were the first, but I'm the last. Come on. Come on, he, he, he went to Abraham. He said, Abraham, I was the ram that was caught in the bush. Come on, come on. You're there with me, right? He went to Daniel. He said, hey, Daniel, I was the fourth walking amongst you in the fiery furnace. He, he, he went to Jeremiah. He said, I'm the potter. You're the he, he Man, he went to everybody. He started just talking to people. Letting them know, look, I sent you way before I got there so that you could tell of my coming. I am he. Man, he had such a revival. When he come up out of there, they said that the grounds was shaking. They said that graves started opening up. Huh? That's what ought to happen to the church sometime when you hear about the gospel that has set you free so that you don't have to live and die and burn in hell. When, it, when the blood was shed for you and me, that caused us to have liberty in Christ. But yet we won't get up. We won't bust out of our grave. We, we go, oh, that was a good word, Pastor. Love that word. And then you go right home and you get into your corner and you sit down in the sulking chair and you go, well, it's me. And the truth has set you free. Amen. Hey, Ezekiel, I'm the wheel in the wheel. I mean, he's the, this was one bad dude, I'm telling you. The one that God chose to die for me and you did not like anything. All power and authority was given into his hand. The earth is now his footstool. Y'all forgot about the old time gospel? Some of you looking at me like deer in the headlights. Have you forgot the old time gospel? Have you forgotten the fact that there was a man that was sent through a virgin? Shook her world. Man, this ain't no wife's dream. What are you doing? Grabbing prostitutes and throwing them all up in the middle. What are you, what? 
I'm talking about the old time gospel. He is God all by himself and beside him there is no other. He don't even get to swear by anything else. He got to swear by himself. We're talking about God. The one that knew you were going to mess up and made a way. See, he didn't, he didn't even leave the way left up to you and I because he knew that we would mess up the way to begin with. He said, if they're going to mess up here, they're going to mess up there, they're going to mess up there. They're gonna... Jesus, you got to go. Father, here I am, send me. Hmm? See, y'all don't, y'all's mind don't work like mine. Mine's crazy. I hear conversations in heaven. God saying, now Jesus, you know, Daddy, don't worry about it. I'll do it. I, I know they don't have it in them. But Father, I love them. I'll go. I'll, I, I understand. I get it. I get it. I got to die. I get it. And I have to do it on the cross. I understand. It ain't like he didn't understand what it was. You do know he is omniscient, omnipresent. He chose to do it. We give up on him so quick. For lesser things. For the king of kings. To humble himself. To step down. I, I, I picture this too. See y'all. y'all some, you have to spend time with me sometimes in prayer. I'll let you come. But I, this is what I've seen. He stepped down out of glory. He came as a servant. He couldn't wear that garb. For you, are you hearing me? Look, oh, I know it looks prettier when I say, he died for the church and praise the Lord. You, that's who he done it for. See, before you can get excited about what he's done for you, you can't get excited about anything he's done for the church. Matter of fact, you don't even like the church if you're not a part of him. Matter of fact, you probably hate the church if you're not a part of him. You know how I know when you hate the church? You get offended by the word, you walk away. That's when I know you hate the church. You know what I'll tell you? Check your salvation. Don't you... Don't you ever question my salvation. I'm not questioning salvation. The Bible's questioning your salvation. The Bible is what lays it all out there. Your conduct, your speech, your worship, your commitment, your desire. The Bible lays that out. Not pastor. Look, I'm not smart enough to write this thing. I wasn't even smart enough to put notes together. I just scribbled. And still ain't even reading that shows you how smart I am. Must have been some good stuff. I wrote it down, but let's not look at it. That's smart. Don't laugh at me. You'll be up here next Sunday. I'm sweating.
do, do you un- please listen I won't yell at you no but please please listen God loves you so much He wanted you to succeed so bad. He wants to have fellowship with you so bad that he said, listen, man, I'll I'll come and pick you up. I'll come and pay for dinner. (laughs) Baby girl, I'll even cut your steak for you if you just go have fellowship. That's the inside thing. I cut her steaks. Big shoes to fill, boy. I raised my daughter not to marry no ugly truck. Hmm? Raise them up in the way they should go. So when he comes into this world, he'll know how to treat a woman. Because you'll teach him. Marriage counseling later. We do that on Fridays. Where else am I supposed to go? I don't even know if I've got anything here worth it. It's by the blood, not by other people's laws and their expectations, their desires. It's by the blood. See, I would listen to other people if the efficiency of their blood was as potent as the one who died on the cross for me. But what I found out, it's not. You can go and bleed all day long, and you can't take me to heaven through it. I mean, this stuff was potent. We're talking 22,000 bulls. I didn't do the research. Don't know how many pints of blood's in a bull. 122,000 Lambs and whatnots. I don't know how many corpses in there. I would imagine, just guessing, I would imagine between all of that, there was probably more than five to seven quarts. <laughs> how powerful is the blood of Christ? If that when he bled out for you, that it not only covered all of your past sins, and some of you look, don't lie to me, you would have to have Jesus go back in and take transfusions. If his blood wasn't that effective, you'd have to make him take blood transfusions to come back and pour out on you again because you were so evil and so nasty, some of us still living in it. Come on, beat you. Look. If you're not truthful to yourself, God cannot fix you. If you are unavailable 
God's not coming. But think about how bad you were, or some of us. I'm leaving. Think about it. How bad were you, really? I mean, think about how bad you were. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think there was somebody worse than you? Be honest. Don't be all religious. Okay. You think there was other people that probably weren't as bad? Okay. All right. When Jesus died and bled out, his blood is so powerful. Oh, my Lord. Not only did it cleanse history, but it cleansed the future. He said he, he died once. See, there's some of them that read the Bible still. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, the old-time gospel, man, it'll take you places. There's stuff in this book that'll blow your mind. It's better than any Super Bowl you could ever watch on television. I promise you that, garbage. Yeah, I said it. Garbage. Can't even watch a movie with your family without seeing some woman run around and throw her stuff out. Come on, church. I know I'm talking real now. It's going to hurt some feelings. Can't even watch a commercial about dentine without some woman's butt hanging out. I don't know if it's dentine or not. Don't ask me. I don't watch a whole lot of it. So if you're asking me to relate with you with a television show, it's probably not going to happen. But anyway. Man, when he bled. It took care of all your past. All your present and all the future, but I've got to take you a little bit deeper. That was just for you. What about everybody else that you see now? I've got to take you a little bit deeper. What about all of those that you never did see? I'm going to take you a little further. What about the ones that you'll never see? And his blood done the work. Five to seven courts. Most pastors will drop you on your head right there, but I want to take you one step further and then I'm going to drop you on your head. There was a stain in heaven's holy of holies when Satan fell. Jesus hung around for 40, man, I love him. I'm telling you that, I wish I had sunglasses because that dude, what's that thing? They throw the sunglasses on somebody when they done something. Come on. Look, I know 99% of you on Facebook because I watch what you do on Facebook. Thug life. I see that. I see that. Jesus died on the cross, went down and talked to everybody else and told them that he is the... he. I am. That's what he said. I, I am. Everything you wrote about in your little book, I am. Amen. Everything you pre-warned everybody about, I am. Yes. 
Because see, without hearing the gospel, because, <laughs> okay, you're only saved by faith. Faith comes by, now you with me? He had to go down and tell them because they had to give faith. They had to gain. Now, I know Abraham already, they allotted that to faith. I get it. Bible scholars. Just relax, okay? Don't throw stones because I'll throw them back. But he, he went down and he told everybody. He comes up. Graves open up. People are walking the streets that come out of the graves. Are you? God, I don't know if I want all of that or not. That might scare me. But he went and preached a smoking revival in three days. See, we thought the church was the bad church when 3,000 got saved in one day. How many people he bring up out the grave? Lord have mercy. Oh, can I go there with this? His train filled the temple. His, it's his glory. Do you, do you under, oh, oh, come on. Are y'all in a hurry? Y'all ain't in a hurry. Check this out. This just hit me. I love this, man. I love God's word. You can't ever stop. You can't stop because all of it threads right together. His train fills the temple. Now remember, he just, y'all understand what the train, the train, if you look in the Old Testament times and stuff, the train would represent the battles that were won by kings. So every time they would go and overcome a certain kingdom, they would cut the gown off of that king and they would sew it onto the king that won the battle. His gown filled the temple. But look, check this out, man. Let me bring it to a literal point. He gets done preaching, right? He gets done having revival. He had church. Hung around for 40 days just letting all of them know, you ain't take me out, boy. <laughs> Don't go to sleep tonight thinking you got one up on me because you... Hung around for 40 days, man. Don't you know that all the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Romans, they're going, man, can't he just go away? <laughs> huh? Man, I love the Bible. But he takes his blood to heaven and to the Holy of Holies and lays his blood On the altar. Oh, it covers the stain that was left from Lucifer. But I seen, when I seen him walking back into heaven, I seen why now they say his train filled the temple. Because there come Abraham and Sarah and Adam. Come on. Church. Oh my God, I want to run. I want to throw a shoe. Do you see the train?
tell you that you're a part of his train. can't be better tomorrow than you are today and get to heaven. His blood remains the same. See, I'm not trying to preach to you once saved, always saved. I will tell you this. You can't lose your salvation. I said that. Don't, don't go snip at me and throw me out with heresy pastors and preachers. What I'm telling you is, you choose to walk away from your salvation just like you choose to walk into your salvation. You don't lose it because you made a mistake. You don't lose it because you stumped your toe. You don't lose it, Charlie, because you fell down. You don't lose it. Linda was like... She was the easer. The same word that God gave himself when he said, look up on the hill to where my help come from. Your help come running out the truck this morning to get you up. You, there's some things, Charlie, you ain't supposed to tell me before church. It becomes an example. Just how my mind works. It goes around like this. It's like a tornado sometimes. I just grab parts. I'm done. I'm dropping you on your head. You can't make it without the blood. Don't you ever forget that. Don't you dare become so self-righteous that everybody else is wrong and you're right and they're bad and you're good. Don't you dare. You're not good. The Bible says no, not one. That means you too. It means me. It means you We can't get there without the blood. It took the blood. I know this wasn't one of your normals, but I want you to get the blood. Just like I wanted you to get the cross. I want you to get the blood. Maybe next week we talk about the man. You know that ought to be hot. We talk about the man, if God willing. He might tell me, come and talk about coffee beans. I've been told different. I've been told some weird stuff. We got rocks on the altar. All right. Sunday Super Bowl, Betty, at its best. <laughs>